Well, I don't know about you, but I'll tell you this. As the older I get, the more difficult I have hearing. Anybody have difficulty hearing these days? I thank you. I'm in good company this morning. I mean that. You know, it's been said that uh, women speak about uh, 40,000 words a day. I start to say a minute. <laughs> a day. And my wife tells me because she has to repeat herself over and over. And I, us husbands call that selective hearing. But speaking of hearing, I did hear about one old boy. He was up about 100 years old, and the doctor said, you like to get a hearing aid? He said, no, sir, doc. I've heard too much as it is. I don't want to hear anymore. I'd heard about uh, one man that had uh, trouble hearing, and he finally, he was going through different hearing aids, and uh, finally he got to where he could hear. The doctor said, said uh, would you like to go ahead and tell your family now that now you can hear? And the man said, no, sir, doc. He said, I've changed my will four times. I'm not going to, I don't want to, let them know uh, that I can hear. I want to preach on the subject, uh, can you hear Jesus calling? Can you hear Jesus calling? I believe the Lord is, shh, you be quiet, you can hear. Jesus is, shh, he's calling. He's calling us to follow him. He's calling us to serve him. Yes, Jesus indeed is calling. I got a text message yesterday from a pastor friend all the way up in Decoa, Georgia, and here's what he said. He said, Brother Randy, he said, 27 years ago today, I answered the call of God in my life. He said, I was coming to New Rocky Creek Baptist Church, get that, 27 years ago, and he said, you were preaching on this subject, Joshua chapter 1, verse 3, every place thy foot shall tread, I've given it unto thee. He said, I answered the call of God in my life. He said, I was reminded and it was reconfirmed when my dad passed away and as you were preaching and sharing at the funeral service, the homegoing service, he said to me in the text message yesterday, he said, God confirmed his calling once again. And I texted him back and said to God, be the glory, praise the Lord, keep the faith, stay the course, and it'll be worth it all. I love the text in the book of Romans chapter 11. Don't turn there, we're gonna look at another passage, but I simply wanna allude to it before we look at our main passage today. I thank you for coming. I thank you for bringing your Bible. I believe God is going to change our life. I believe the Lord in just a little while is going to do a work in every one of us because we are going to respond to his calling. And in the book of Romans, for example, in chapter 11, after this dear brother texted me yesterday, I was reminded of what he said about Israel. In chapter 11, verse 29, you can just write it down, look at it later. The Lord said this, my gifts... And my callings are without repentance. In other words, God says, I don't call you for your ability. No, I call you for your availability. Are you available for the Lord right now? Oh, it's the greatest privilege. Can I testify? Amen. Can I testify? Amen. It's the greatest privilege. I mean that this side of heaven, the Lord could take me home right now. It's been the greatest privilege in my life to know Jesus Christ, number one, but to serve my Lord, number two. I wouldn't take anything for it. I really wouldn't. Jesus has been so good to me. The blessings of God, the favor of God. No, I'm not everything I ought to be, but I sure thank God for his grace and his calling. And he's calling you right now. He's calling some daddies right now to take a stand for righteousness. He's calling some mamas right now 
to pour into your children and to lead them in some spiritual truth. Yes, he's calling us as a nation. He's calling men and women. And he might be calling you to serve on the mission field. There might be an Adonira Judson in the crowd today. There might be a Bertha Smith who caught, was called to China. Perhaps there's a Hudson Taylor also who was called to China. Maybe there's a David Livingston and uh, David Brainerd. David Livingston was called to Africa. William Carey to India. I don't know where you're at right now, but the Lord might be calling you as perhaps maybe not just go to foreign missions, but right here in your mission field to be a missionary. I do believe this. The Lord is calling us to go a little further with him in our time together, church attendance. God's calling us to be more faithful. I believe the Lord is calling us to study the Word of God and to apply the truth of the Word of God on a daily basis. Maybe God's calling you today to spend some more time with Him in secret alone on a daily basis. Perhaps maybe the Lord is calling you today to let some things go. Maybe some things in the past you've been hanging on to. I'll tell you what, if you hang on to the past, you lose. You've got to move forward and look to Jesus. Maybe, maybe you've gone through some bad things and you just can't seem to get over it. The Lord is calling us to be fishers of men. Follow me. I'll make you fishers of men. Yes, he's calling us to be ambassadors. He's calling us to throw out the lifeline. I had the privilege of going out visiting yesterday, and I want to encourage you too as well. Go out and tell. Go tell somebody about the great love of God. Go witness and share what Jesus Christ has done for you. Yes, there's a lot of people around that need the Lord today. And we're going to look today at three reasons that the Lord gave me this week that I want to share with you. Three reasons you and I ought to answer the call of God. You ought to answer the call of God. Three reasons. Turn in your Bibles to the book, you know it, Isaiah chapter 6. Look with me in Isaiah chapter 6. We're going to read the text together. I've preached from this text before, but the Lord led me back to uh, reveal some things that I want to share with you again uh, on a different message this morning. Yes, the Lord has called us to follow Him. Can you hear His calling? Can you hear the Lord calling? Sometimes you got to get the earwax out of your ear to hear the Lord calling you. Can you hear Him saying, break from sin? Can you hear Him say, you need to forgive somebody? Can you hear him say, don't you want the blessings? Uh, don't live in anger. Don't live uh, in uh, lust, but be free for whom the Son sets free is free indeed. I ran across this, this particular quote. You'll notice on the screen. It said this, and I copied it yesterday and pasted it into the PowerPoint. We aren't called to be like other Christians. We are called to be like Christ. And uh, that's so often the case. We measure ourselves with ourselves instead of, uh, say, Lord, I want to follow you. And by the way, it's not trying to imitate Jesus Christ. Rather, it's participating. I decrease and he increases. Not I, but Christ lives in me. And as I'm willing to confess my sins and ask God for fresh oil and filling, that's when God begins to take over my life. And maybe God's calling you today to stop worrying about everything. I don't know about you, but we've had a lot of needs in the church family lately, and it can be a heavy burden. You love people, you pray for people, and things are happening. And uh, the Lord reminded me next, uh, well, last week, a few days ago, I needed a breakthrough. I was feeling heaviness as to all the needs that we're facing these days. 
And uh, I'm so glad that God reminded me, son, you just got to cast this burden upon me. You just got to take this concern and this worry and this anxiety, particularly stuff you can't fix. How <laughs> many know what I'm talking about? Amen. You know what I'm talking about. You've been worrying. I know you have. I know you've been anxious. I know you've been battling fear and insecurity in these days of uncertainty. If it's not one thing, it's another. But anyway, the good news is God's going to tell us today there are three reasons you ought to respond and ought to say yes. Can you hear Jesus calling? And let me just give them to you real quick and we'll read the text. Number one, I believe when we see the greatness of God in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ, it will change you. Let me say it again. I believe when you and I can see the greatness of God in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ, it will absolutely change you. That's the first reason that I believe the Lord is wanting to call you today, to call you from, watch this, stop complaining. How many have been complaining lately? How many have been bellyaching lately instead of counting our blessings? Oh, yes. How many have been saying, Lord, you daily load us with benefits? H have you thought about it lately, the blessings of your health? Have you thought about it lately, the blessings of your family? Have you praised the Lord lately for the promises of heaven? Have you thanked Jesus for his great unconditional love and his amazing grace? Have you thanked the Lord that uh, he just keeps providing for us? Yes, thank him and praise him. Absolutely, amen and amen. There's a second reason we'll see in the text in a moment. Once not only we've seen the greatness of God, watch this, you've got to see the greatness of God. I'm convinced you had to seen God. I'm convinced you had to seen the Lord with the eye of faith. I'm convinced you have not really seen how great and how big our God is. But when you do, it'll change you. I said, when you do, it'll change you. And not only that, but number two, by the way, we'll see that in Isaiah 6, verses 1 through 4. Number two, we'll see not only that, but we'll see that it changes our attitude about ourselves, about our sin, and about our Savior. It'll absolutely change you. It'll change your attitude about yourself, about your sin, and about our Savior. It will absolutely change you. We'll see how Isaiah saw the Lord and it changed him. I believe the Lord is calling us today. And then number three, when we see the greatness of God, when we see how mighty he is and the person of Jesus Christ who was without sin, who had power over death and disease and demons and nature, the wind and the waves, obeyed the Lord. He's the master of the sea. You need to see Jesus today. I'm convinced you don't need to see a preacher. You need to see Jesus today. And when you do, You'll be absolutely changed. You'll hear the call of God. And then we'll see some steps. I'll be more practical as we get to this last point of the calling. In fact, before the message is over, I'm going to ask those of you who are serving the Lord, particularly us, and the Lord has birthed a new class, and I have the privilege of teaching it. I'm going to ask us to come and dedicate this year to the Lord. Ask God for His anointing. Because without the Lord's anointing, without the Lord's uh, wisdom, and uh, without His presence in our life, then we can just be, uh, you know, spouting off words. They don't mean anything. It's the Spirit of God that gets the job done. Amen. Through the Word of God. And I know you're like me. You need the anointing. Every teacher, watch this, you teach every week, week after week. I have the privilege of preaching three or four times every Sunday. 
and Tuesday and Wednesday and radio broadcast on Saturday and three more times on Sunday, nine times a week. Uh, and so I love it. I wouldn't take anything for it. But I said all that to say this. I need God's anointing every service. I can't depend on the flesh and the arm of the flesh or professionalism because that won't get the job done. What people need today is Jesus and need breakthrough. So I believe you, like me, are going to say, Lord, we hear your calling and we're going to answer. All right, I gave you the little outline that the Lord gave me, and uh, here's where we go. Because when you see the greatness of God, the person of Jesus, it'll change you. Because it'll change our attitude about our sin, ourselves, and our Savior. Stand to your feet. Let's read Isaiah chapter 6. I begin reading in verse 1. Isaiah is writing to primarily the southern kingdom. You know that. And yet it's a mini Bible, Isaiah. First few chapters, 39, are in regards to judgment of God, the last 27 are the promise, the hope, the Messiah would come. You know, we have the privilege as a church, YouTube ministry, to reach out beyond the four walls of the church. The Word of God, the message. Look, listen to this, beloved. If this don't bless you, I don't know what will. The message that God has us as a church to declare the gospel. Christ died for our sins, was buried. Third day rose again. How every, need, every person needs to turn to Jesus. I never would have dreamed we'd see the day when God would absolutely blow the, the walls out of the church and give us a platform in foreign lands. In Israel, people are hearing the Word of God from New Rocky Creek Baptist Church. And God's keeping the scorecard as to who's being saved or who's not. But I rejoice in that, don't you? I, we need to pray, God, please, please, Lord. You said the Word will not return to me void or empty. So Isaiah 6 says this, Verse 1, in the year that King Uzziah died, you're familiar with this, I saw, this is the key, if you're going to hear the Lord today, you've got to see him, you've got to see his greatness. I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train, his robe filled the temple, his Shekinah glory, the glory of the Lord was in that place. You, gotta, you see Jesus, you'll never be the same. You'll never be the same. The eye of faith, John fell as a dead man. Look at verse 2. And above it, the seraphim. Now, you know the angels are real created creatures at the dispatch and the demand of our heavenly Father. Cherubim, seraphim, archangels, throne room angels, demons, elect, and evil angels are all at the dispatch of our great God. Notice this. And above it stood the seraphim, verse 2. Each one had six wings with, with twain. As two, he covered his face. And with two, two more wings, he covered his feet. And with twain, or two more, he did fly. That's six in all. And verse 3 reads, And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy. Say that with me. Holy, holy, holy. Wow, what a glorious experience Isaiah had. And I'm telling you, you didn't come focused today for church. If you did, you've got to look to Jesus right now. Oh, please, don't look to anybody else but him and be saved and be forgiven. He cried, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. I love that. Hallelujah. I might have a shouting spell right there. I tell you, God is just so great. And then look at verse 4. And the post of the door moved at the voice of him that cried and the house was filled with smoke and then look at Isaiah's response he heard the Lord he had to see him first have you seen Jesus 
You need to see Jesus today. If you do, I believe it'll change you. And look what happened to Isaiah, verse 5. He said, woe is me, for I'm undone. That is, I'm ruined, I'm lost, I can't fix myself. I'm undone because I'm a man of unclean lips and dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. My eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then notice this particular process. First comes the confession, then comes the cleansing, then comes the calling, and then comes the consecration. You're saved now, but are you walking with the Lord? Oh yeah, look at this. Verse number six, then flew one of the seraphims unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongs from the altar. He laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo, this hath touched thy lips, and thine iniquity is taken away, and thy sin purged. Hallelujah. Verse 8, and here's where if you'll see Jesus, see the Lord, see the greatness of God, through the person of Jesus Christ. I believe it'll change you. It'll change your attitude. And it'll make you like Isaiah say, Lord, here am I. I realize you, you've made me for this purpose. I'm not here by happen chance. You want to use the gifts and the callings you placed in my life. Oh, God, stir them up. Oh, Lord, stir them up. Look at verse 8. And I also heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Then said I, Here am I, send me. Here am I, send me. Let's say that together. Here am I, send me. And he said, Go and tell this people here indeed, but understand not, and see ye indeed, but perceive not. O Father, hallowed be thy name, how great and mighty you are. You tell us you dwell in unapproachable light. God, I pray you'll give us an audience with you today. Every distracting thought, every Lord, dirty, demonic, bird that would try to swoop down and steal the seed, the incorruptible seed. We ask you to bind it in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Oh, Lord, you're calling us. Lord, these days, I know, Father, Lord, I'm experiencing calling you, calling us, all of us, to a deeper, closer walk with you and being more usable in these days. So, Lord, if anything's going to be accomplished this moment, you've got to do it. I pray you'll do it as we lift you up, Jesus, because it's about you. We give you glory now. In Jesus' name, amen. And the church said? Amen. Amen. Can you hear Jesus calling? Can you hear him calling? He's calling you. He's calling me. I believe believe a lot of us could go a little further. We could do a little more uh, as to our church attendance, as to, again, our Bible study and our prayer time with the Lord. Will you say, Lord, I hear you calling? He's calling us, number one, because when you see the greatness of God in the person of Jesus Christ, it changes you. Notice I put in the person of Jesus Christ. Here the text says he saw Uzziah died, and he saw, it was in the year he saw the Lord. He 
saw him high and lifted up. If the Lord is calling you today, you need to say, Lord, I take my hands off my life. It's not my time. It's not my dress. It's not my friends. It's not my way. Lord, it's your way. I know that you may say you're saved, but when's the last time you really took your hands off your life and said, oh, God, I want to put my whole future finances, family on the altar. Some of us need to do that today. Our family on the altar. You can't fix them, but God can. Our finances. Lord, you own the cattle on a thousand hills. Our future. Oh, Lord, will you do it today? He's calling us. He's calling us. I want to tell you something. When you see and I see the greatness of God, God's a great God. I said he's a great God. I said there's none like our God. I said, God can do anything but fail. I said, there's nothing too hard for the Lord. I said, the Lord's able to move mountains. He's able to calm storms. He's able to heal bodies. He's able to raise the dead. He's able to cast out demons. He's able to be a way maker and a chain breaker and a grave robber and a giant killer and a storm calmer and a promise keeper. There's no God like our God. He's a great God, a mighty God, an omnipotent God, and he's worthy of all of our praise and adoration. He sure is. He is worthy of all of our praise and adoration. And you know, when you see the greatness of God, like Isaiah did, I think it'll cause us to see ourselves. The trouble is, I'm not really convinced you've seen the greatness of God. No, no, no. Because if you have, it'll change you. And I'm convinced that we're not changed because we're not seeing the greatness of God. How big is your God? Is he really big or is he little, is he small? How big is your God? Oh, but can he handle your problems? Why are you fretting? Why are you worried? Why are you, (laughs) oh, Lord, you don't sleep or slumber? Can I give an example? How great is our God and how big is our God? Ann and I went on a trip not long ago. We were flying on an airplane. We left our destination. As we were climbing and ascending into the clouds of heaven, I looked down and noticed the buildings became smaller and smaller and smaller. And then as we reached our altitude, we finally made our way to our destination. And as we were descending down from the clouds and circling around the airport, I noticed As we descended lower and lower, the buildings started seemingly getting a little bigger. They still look like ants or little small fleas. I mean, from the height of an airplane up in the air. The buildings, the hotels didn't look very big. They looked really small. But I noticed once we landed on the ground, and once we got out of the plane, walked over to some of those mighty, massive, humongous motels and hotels and skyscrapers. I walked up to one, and I looked straight up, and I could not contain it. It was so big. And the Lord showed me, that's how I am. A lot of people look at me from a long ways away, and God showed me that that's why they think I'm small. Brother and sister, when you get close to God and when you open the Word of God and you see the glory of God, God is a mighty God. He is a big God. He is a great God. There's no God like our God. No God like our God. 
Have you seen the greatness of God? That's what you need today to say, Oh, Lord, I know you've revealed it in the pages of Holy Scripture. I need to see your glory. Lord, I want to see your glory. Lord, your greatness. Yes, the Lord will reveal his greatness and his glory. Number one, will you, will you follow me? There's no one like Jesus. He never preached a funeral. He broke up everyone. He raised Lazarus from the dead. He raised Jairus' daughter, daughter from the dead. He raised the widow of Nain's son from the dead. Yes, Jesus Christ, the mighty one. And I'm convinced when we see the greatness of God in the person of Jesus Christ, that's what we need to see, that he is able to carry us through the storms. He's able to step out on the Storm is sea and say, peace, be still. Can you hear him saying that now? Can you hear him saying, you're going to make it through it. You've got to go through it in order to get to it. And I'm going to carry you through it. Everything's okay up in heaven. He's still on the throne. He says to us today, I'm still in charge. I know that life is unraveling. I know that people are facing unparalleled times with sickness and death and war and iniquity but the Lord is reminding us I hadn't changed I'm still the same you can really put all of your weight all of your dependence all of your reliance on me and I'll see you through Amen. some of us need to do that it'll give us rest at night I was up at 3 o'clock this morning I walked outside I got a breath of fresh air looked up in the clouds and the Lord reminded me the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament shows his hand to work yes from day to day it utter speeches from night to night it shows knowledge Psalm 19 1 and 2 but let's quickly go to number two the second reason I believe that you'll answer the call of God today today not tomorrow not this afternoon not next week today right now right now Right now, you'll say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. What would you have me to do? I believe if you'll see the Lord and his glory and his greatness today, it'll change our attitude about ourselves. It did Isaiah. It'll do you the same way, me the same way. And it'll change our attitude about our sin. Look what happens. Isaiah said, woe is me, I'm undone. The problem with us is we've gotten used to the dark. And the sin and the perversion that's going around in our society, we've called it normal now. We've normalized it. The sitcoms and TV is uh, bashing those who are opposed and saying you're hate mongers and threatening this and that and hate crime laws and all the stuff. And, and the Lord is saying, no, I've not changed. My word is true. I still love the sinner. I still call sinners to repent. I'm still calling you to stand for truth and righteousness. Don't sway from that if you want my blessings. Can I tell you this? Can I tell you this? Here is four steps. Write them down, please. This is the process. This is the process. You want to be used of God? Do you really want to be used of God? Watch this. I believe this is the process. Number one is confession. Isaiah said, woe is me. Confession, when I see the Lord, don't look to this pastor, look to Jesus. 
You hadn't been looking to him, have you? You've been looking to your job. You've been looking to your checking account. You've been looking to your house and land and, and material possessions. You've been looking to your mama. You've been looking to your daddy. You've been looking to your wife or husband. You've been looking to other people. Look to Jesus today. Please look to him. Look to him. Call upon him. Seek him. Draw near to him. Why? Because when you do, and I do, in spite of what we think about ourselves, that I'm not too bad. You know, I read my Bible and I pray and I go to church and I'm, you know, teach Sunday school or I'm in Sunday school. I'm not too bad. No, I may not be compared to other people, but I am. I know my heart and my heart's deceitful above all things, desperately wicked. But I want to tell you something. When I get in the presence of God, when you get in the presence of God, you see the glory of God, it'll change you. You'll come away saying, I got a lot of things need fixing, Lord. I need a fix of this attitude. <laughs> Lord, I need you to deliver me from my self-righteous judgmental spirit. Lord, I need. That's what you need is to see the greatness of God in the person of Jesus Christ. One comes confession. The reason some of us aren't answering God's call, can I be honest with you? reason you hadn't answered God's call. He's been calling you. He's been ringing the bell. There hadn't been that confession. There's been that alibi and saying, Lord, I, I'm not that bad. And, and I'm, not, I'm not saying you're terrible. I'm just saying there's some room to grow for every one of us. And if there's not been that confession, then there surely won't be that cleansing. So cleansing comes next. First confession, then cleansing. Isaiah said, woe is me. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. You're calling me? <laughs> God, I, I can't. Moses said, I can't speak. And the Lord says, it's not about you anyway. <laughs> it's about me. It's about my glory. It's about my will. It's about you decreasing and I increasing. Yes. And I believe us as teachers and servants of God, we need to freshen anew. Surrender our heart to Jesus today. It's been a while since you've done that. I know you've been busy. I know you've been running here, there, and yonder, but God's calling you and me right now. Confession. Maybe there's some things there that you really need to get out in the open. There's been some bitter feelings towards somebody in your family or something going on. I don't know, but you know. I'll tell you this. Yesterday, sometimes we just got to take the initiative. Uh, something happened to me yesterday, I won't go into all the details, but I'd not talked with this person in about a year. And uh, not because I was upset with them or anything, uh, I've just been busy, extremely busy, and things going on and keeping up, you know how it is. But the Lord moved on my heart yesterday uh, to make a confession. Even though deep in my heart I felt like, well, Lord, I don't, I don't really need to confess, do I? And my flesh said, nah, just, just send them a message and tell me you're praying for them. But the Lord said, no, you want my blessings? And, and so I just, God just gave me grace, and I said, well, look, I'm sorry. I hadn't talked with you in about a year, and, uh, but I've been praying for you honestly, and da-da-da-da-da. I want to tell you something. When God gave me grace to say I'm sorry, those are the hardest words to say. And that thing of confession, I'll be honest with you, once I hit that sin button, it was like, it was like the glory of God. It was like the smile of my father. It was like, 
raining down blessings of peace in my heart. How many know money can't buy that? The world can't give that. Don't you want that? I don't always obey the Lord, but I'm just sharing that as a testimony of what happened yesterday. Confession, cleansing, calling. Here am I, Lord. Lord, here am I. What would you have me to do? i got news for you. God's not going to do anything in your life that's going to it's going to be bad for you. It's going to be good for you. And here's our problem. We think that God's going to do something bad, and, and that's the real battle is a faith battle. Can I trust my father with my life? Do I know more than my father? Can, can I preserve my life, or can I decide what I'm going to do, and, and is it going to be best for me, or does my <laughs> this great God who can see down the road, who's called me, who's made me, who gives me breath, can I really trust him? Yes. Yes, I can. I know it's difficult. I know it's a battle. I know there's, there's an enemy. I know the flesh and all. Confession, cleansing, and then the calling. But thirdly, fourth, the consecration. After God calls us, what we're going to do in just about three minutes is I want to meet you right here, and I want to freshen anew. Say, God, I don't know what the future holds, but I know you hold the future. I believe every daddy, every mama, I believe every parent ought to get with God today. Oh my, the stuff our children are facing and grandchildren are facing and the stuff our nation is facing, we need God. You say, but pastor, I can't stop all this. No, you can't, but you can sure make a difference as God leads you. Consecration, that means separation. That means cleansing. That means confession, calling, cleansing. And hearing the voice of God, here am I, Lord, here am I, here am I, Lord. Can you hear God calling you today? Stand to your feet, would you?